All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, the NBA edition. Rob Parker, the seasoned veteran. See, I'm playing with my gray hair. And of course, the young pup, Martin Weiss, uh, as well. What's up, Martin? How you doing? Rob, I didn't know seasoned was a new name for with the salt and pepper hair. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a cool. Is that, that a, is that the seasoning that you use there? Yes, that is. With a little salt, a little pepper a little right salt. there. Right, I'm seasoning to make it uh, look good. There you go. But it's not. I have to say to you first, before we get into basketball, I have to say to you, first of all, congratulations on the launch of MOBBro.com. And secondly, secondly, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. I feel like opening day is in that list of days for you. So happy opening day to you, Rob Park. You already know I've been watching baseball all uh, Thursday, of course. Uh, opening day. Uh, it's always been special to me. Man, when I was a kid, I'll give you a quick little story. When I was a kid, my mom, she knew how important uh, baseball was to me. And I went to school all the time. I was like, I never missed school. I always went to school. But on opening day, my mom would write me a fake doctor's note so I could leave school early, get on the bus, give me a hero, which is a sandwich, give me a hero and a drink, and go back home and be there to watch the first pitch at 2.05 when the Mets would play opening day. It was such a thrill, and I always remember that. My mom knew how special it was. So, yeah, baseball is a special part of my life. I know you grew up in New Orleans to start. You guys didn't have baseball, really, so it's not a part of your life. And I know when you moved to Detroit, you got a sense of it. But, yeah, baseball, New York is a baseball town. You know that. So we grew up. Loving baseball. That's a great story. The only thing that doctors know wasn't fake because you're sick in the head. Oh, is that what it is? Very nice. Very nice. How long have you been working on that? You got a writer now? My hey, come goodness. on, man. All right. I was ready. I'm off the cuff. The NBA, as baseball is starting, the NBA is in full swing. And, you know, supposedly, you know, I heard from uh, Shannon Sharp from uh, Fox Sports 1 and Undisputed. He said that. Andre Drummond was better than Rasheed Wallace. I mean, that was – talk about a hot take. But that was his hot take. And Drummond made his debut last night for the uh, Lakers against the um, Milwaukee Bucks. It didn't turn out that well. Not only did the Lakers lose, but they also lost Drummond with an injury. Are you worried that the Lakers snake bit because they got AD gone? You got LeBron gone. I mean, at this point – at this point – Who's healthy? Everybody is hurt. And, I mean, Andre Drummond comes off of, what, uh, literally a month and a half of not playing basketball, of just working out. and Like you would think, almost a mid-season, off-season almost. First thing, and it's so good stepped on. He, he shouldn't be out for too long, but it's still just like, damn. But everybody's been hurt this year. I don't think that Andre Drummond, what you saw last night, is necessarily how he's going to be used on the Lakers in general because I think he's just going to be a, you know, a high-priced rebounder and defender. Andre Drummond is scoring 10 points a game. It's going to be off of five putbacks, right? You know, um, So I'm not too concerned about what I saw last night, although anytime you see somebody get bodied up by Brooke Lopez not once but twice, you probably should be a little concerned just in general. Uh, seeing as Brooke Lopez hasn't blocked the shot since. I mean, he does block a lot of shots, but most of the time when he's blocking shots, he's blocking shots of players who are not seven feet tall, right? Yeah. Um, so that's concerning. But 
I'll be honest. If I was anybody with the injury concerns right now, my bigger concern would be the hamstrings over in Brooklyn. Well, I don't think that that is uh, as big as you make it out because they say that uh, KD is on his way back. And I think that I think that this KD's been on his way back since Valentine's Day. Uh, this is Nash just came out the other day and said he's about a week away. I mean, now was the first time they kind of gave anything definitive. And I understand when you win uh, 19 out of 22 and, and he's not even playing, there's no rush to rush him back. He came off a major injury. He missed all of last season. So I think the Nets are doing this out of – and at least Chris Broussard on, on our radio show, The Odd Couple, said he had talked to some people in the NBA who said – there is no issue health-wise with Kevin Durant. It's more uh, a precautionary tale because they're winning and they don't really need to rush him back to just get him out there. And now with Harden, I think they might take the same approach. This might be a chance for KD to come back, start playing and get it in and take some time with Harden, and then they'll have the trio ready to go. It's about the postseason. So unless somebody's having a season injuring injury, I'm not that concerned. This is just lining up. For the same script that we had last year when the Clippers lost, and then all of a sudden it was Kawhi and Paul George. Did they only played like seventeen games together, all together, and then and then they didn't practice, and then all of a sudden Kawhi lived in San Diego, and it was a problem. I'm just saying, this movie, I've seen the first half of it before. Okay. I don't know how it's going to end. I, I, I want to know how it's going to end, but I've seen the first half of this movie before. I want to stop you. So, are you saying that they're not going to win? Let, let, let's. I'm ready to throw a bet right down, right now. I know you are. No, I'm not going to get you. You're not getting it to me. You're not getting $200 out of me right here, right now. No, because it's a long season. Because it's a, hey, because it's a long season and we have to record this podcast once a week. I'm not ending the conversation at this moment. I refuse to do that, not only to you, but to the listeners who I demand to serve every week. You are unbelievable. You got a big mouth, but you ain't ready to put your money where your mouth is. All right. All I'm telling you is, Pump the brakes on that Nets hate because at the end, you're going to go, I, I guarantee you, this is what you go, whoa, of course they were going to win. They got three great players. Of course they were going to win. And they got Lamar, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge coming off the bench. And they got Blake Griffin coming off the bench. And they got all these other role players. Now, I promise you this, the additions of LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin will not leave my mouth unless they play spectacularly during the NBA Finals if Brooklyn gets there. For me to say they are the reason why. There will be three reasons why the Brooklyn Nets either win or lose. And hopefully those three reasons will be on the court at the same time sometime soon. Yeah, but you also have to have other players. Even when you have – when the Lakers won last year, Rondo had played a part in a big part. That's why he's with the Clippers. So I get it. It is about the stars, but you need other guys to also contribute. It just can't be those three guys or those two guys. All right, let's move over to J.J. Redick. And he was belly aching that he uh, didn't get traded where he wanted to. He was lied to by the organization. He went down to New Orleans because he wanted to play with uh, with Holiday, and 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 they got rid of him. And then he said that he didn't want to be away from his family from the Northeast. He asked them to trade him to Brooklyn or back that way, and they wound up trading him to Dallas. I, where are you on this? The belly aching from JJ Reddick. I just I don't I guess I don't really understand where he's coming from. Like I understand that you can in I think I understand it's the NBA, right? And sometimes you can just get what you want by asking nicely. Like Paul George just pretty much asked nicely. 
to get let go of to get traded from Oklahoma City. But you saw what Oklahoma City got back in return for him. I just don't understand where J.J. Reddick is getting off saying that, like, where was the – I mean, now maybe the organization told him, hey, we're going to trade you to the Knicks or something like that, but maybe the deal fell through. I, I just have trouble in, in – like, in a situation, especially in the NBA where your contracts are completely guaranteed, no matter where you play, no matter what they do, and they send you – they give you – you know what I'm saying? Your money is your money regardless. I just have trouble saying that you got lied to, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, the, I'm sure the Pelicans thought they would be better, right, when they signed him to a free agent contract. I'm sure the Pelicans thought that they were going to be, you know, improving upon, you know, with the number one overall pick and all. But it's just that's just not what's happened thus far. But here's my issue. There's a couple of things. First of all, he's not a star. Stars can demand and probably work their way out of a situation, okay? He's been on, like, nine teams. So I don't get where this whole thing – number two, if the organization lied, okay, I'll tell you. If they said, hey, we'll try to get you there, I can't believe that they could say, yes, we're going to trade you to Brooklyn not knowing what a deal is, you know, in place ahead of time or whether they could actually make a deal. And number three, an organization has to do what's best for the organization. Their intention could have been very well to send him to Brooklyn. And then Dallas said, no, we really need him. And they offer him, that, that organization, a better deal. What would you do as an organization? Do what's better for J.J. Reddick or do what's better for the organization? And here's the other part. J.J., I'm not being insensitive, but if you want to be with your family in the Northeast, retire and give the money back and go home. Seriously, if, it ain't, if, if it's about your family, why did you sign in New Orleans, number one? Number two, why did you take their money? And if this isn't really what you want to do anymore, retire. I was just about to say that because there's an option. If you want to go be at home, there's definitely an option. And, no, and I don't think anybody would turn their nose up at it. If J.J. Reddick right now said, you know what, on March 31st, he said, you know what, had enough. No one's going to say anything at all. No one's going to be like, oh, he just didn't want to play. Like, it's gonna, it would be absolutely fine. If, but I I don't know why he wouldn't want to go play with the Mavericks. All he's going to do is be open. But he claims Luka Doncic, about his family and he wants to be in the Northeast. I, I just don't – we all want to do something, right? We all want to work where we want and make the money we want. I mean, sometimes you have to make sacrifices, right? you got to move a certain place or be a certain place. I get – I just don't understand. I think people are very spoiled and they think that only what they want done is, is what an organization you work for somebody else. When you're independently wealthy, you can do whatever you want. And the number one thing I think people will be forgetting is that, you know, there's only one boss a lot of times, but there's a lot of times there's like one or two people in the business that can really make things happen. Right. The, the, the top one or two percent. Like, That's it. like, like the guy who sits on the bench and looks overweight for two weeks and then gets traded and is like legitimately legitimately an MVP candidate. Like if JJ Reddick was legitimately going to be an MVP candidate wherever he got traded, then maybe it'd be a different story. But that's not going to be the case. Not at all. All right. The third story, you're, you you love to rip on the Clippers and claim that, you know, they have no shot out in the West because every time they lose a game, uh, that's your excuse. And when they win eight in a row, um, no, it doesn't matter because it's not the playoffs. 
So yes, go ahead. I, I know you want to have fun because they blew a fourth quarter lead, and that means well, they- no. You know what it is? I just not even that I necessarily want to have fun. It's just I want to understand, Rob, because every time I jump on this team, which was like blah, 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 uh, what yesterday or two days ago against the last, Magic, last did you jump on them last year when they were up three to one against the Nuggets? Did you jump on them? And no, see- I was betting on the Nuggets. I was betting on the Nuggets. They were ass out. Yeah. Okay. I promise you, I bet on the Nuggets in every single playoff game they had last year until they got to the Lakers. Until they got to the Lakers, I bet on the Nuggets against the spread every single game, and I bet on the Miami Heat against the spread every single game until oh. the finals. Mm-hmm. I promise you that, but because because it just the Clippers are they never seem to gel as a team, and because it would do things like give up seventeen point like they give up a, what is a ten point lead in the fourth quarter. To the Magic, they they were up by 19 points at certain points in the game. To literally the team that tried, they, I can name more players who don't play for the Magic now than who do play for the Magic after the trade deadline. Okay, I get it. It's a bad loss, no doubt about it. But but you didn't you weren't saying anything. You didn't want to talk about them when they won eight in a row and they turned it around after they had a little bad streak. They have bad games. I'll be the first to tell you that. But if you think that they're not in the running, they're the third best team in the Western Conference. And they and they could be wind up being the first or second seed or probably second. You didn't you don't think Utah is going to be the first seed? You still believe that? Uh, I as much as I wish it, as much as I wish that I, it wasn't. I think that Utah probably got that one locked in by now. Okay, unfortunately, at one point you just thought that there was no way they were going to hold on to it, and they just continue to well, win. I mean, it's it, it. I mean, literally, it it got to a point of like either Utah is the the best team in the Western Conference in the regular season, or they're going to start losing. And it one didn't happen, right? They didn't start losing. Like they never stopped losing. They honestly, they kept winning. They kept covering the spread. But then, you know, you know, the Clippers, you know, they they, they like to beat up on. You know, I'm looking at Chicago, Cleveland. You know. That, you know what that's called? That's called the NBA. They also the beat Milwaukee. With, they also beat Milwaukee. The Hornets with the broken. Uh, Did you miss that game? You know, I know. I'm just saying. You know, the teams that they're losing to, in general, are concerning me a little bit. But just the idea that this team is laying clunkers like they had before. Earlier this year, this team lost by fifty some points. Rob, uh, a stinker. This team lays clunkers, and it just concerns me. Like, how many times do the Lakers with, like, their starting lineup, like, clunkers, are the, are the, are the Nets, are the other, even the even the 76ers, when Embiid is in there, how often have you seen them losing by 25, 30 points? How often have you seen them blowing 20-point fourth-quarter leads? I don't know. You see, it's, you, I, it just it's concerns me. If I was Steve Ballmer, my head would be exploding. All right. All right, Rob, before we break down the tournament, you know, obviously it's down to just four teams. You got Gonzaga, you got UCLA, you got Baylor, and you got Houston. And if you've been watching from the sidelines, now's your chance to get in on the action. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking you up with the exclusive 40 to 1 odds on all four teams left in the bracket, even the favorites. That's right, new users get 40 to 1 odds on any team to win this round. That's right, you can bet on Gonzaga, bet $5 and win $200. I mean, I personally like Baylor to win the Final Four, but the whole point of the matter is they're giving away money. Bet $5, win $200. 
All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and make your first deposit to unlock exclusive 40 to 1 odds. The app is so easy to use, and when you win, you'll get paid in as little as 24 hours. Just sign up with promo code LP3 so they know that we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. All right, Rob. So the Final Four is set, and right now you have, obviously, some future bets to go and see who's going to win the national title. Gonzaga is sitting at minus 190. Baylor is sitting at plus 250. Houston, plus 800. And UCLA at plus 3,000. Rob, where are you putting your unit on who's going to win the Final Four? I wish I had the cojones to say UCLA. (laughs) After they shocked Michigan, I I was stunned by that. I had picked Michigan to win the whole thing. And then uh, UCLA snuck in there in the Final Four. Uh, You know what? I'm I'm going to just be anti-Gonzaga. I just think it's hard to be undefeated. I know they look, they've beaten almost everybody by double digits. It's been an incredible run. But I've seen undefeated teams lose before in in the NCAA. Uh, We saw Kentucky. I saw UNLV. They had an all-star squad. Um, You know, we've seen teams that look like they're World beaters lose that one game in a championship. So I'm going to take, I'm going, I'm just going anti Gonzaga. I'm going to say that they'll either lose in the final four or in the championship. That's where I'm at. Not, not, no, they play UCLA. They will lose in the championship. So ABG, anybody but Gonzaga, huh? Well, the answer to anybody but Gonzaga is going to be Baylor. I like Baylor a ton. I think Baylor, if Baylor can get past Houston, I think they are the only team that matches up well with Gonzaga. UCLA is going to lose to Gonzaga by no less than 20 points. Mark my words. If and matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm so confident in that. I might go to I'm gonna find an all-spread line that has Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga right now is uh like eleven point favorites. I'm gonna go find an all-spread at Gonzaga minus 19 and a half. Because there's no way that UCLA scores over like 50 points in this game and Gonzaga scores less than 70. There's no way. But in all all UCLA had the money all, on Gonzaga, right? I mean, they, that that should be a layup. Is this not going to be a blowout? Or are we missing something? No, I think it is going to be a blowout. But I'm saying I'm going to take extra points on top of the spread. See the network name, extra points on top of the spread, even there. See, okay, Gonzaga's 14 point favorites right now. I'm definitely I'm I'm liking that up to like 19 and a half. I'm gonna go buy 19 and a half before this game. Just 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 to have that ticket because I'm saying it right now. They're going to win this game by more than 20 points because all UCLA got is Johnny Juzang and Johnny Juzang had 30 against Michigan and the whole team had 51. Right, that's it. That's all they got. So, but I'll be honest. To me, the most impressive team I've seen in this tournament has been Baylor. I like Baylor. I think. Davion Mitchell, everybody gives him a lot of Donovan Mitchell comparisons, but he reminds me really of Manuel quickly, but plays defense. Like Baylor to me matches up physically with Gonzaga because those teams kind of look like it kind of reminds me of college football vibes where you have Clemson and Ohio State and they just look so much bigger than everybody or Alabama and Ohio State rather, where they just look so much bigger and they're so much stronger and they just have so many more athletes. Like those how Baylor and Gonzaga just read to me, and I think Baylor, I think Baylor's defensive pressure is going to be something Gonzaga hasn't seen all year. 
So, so those two I, meet in the in the championship. You would pick Baylor. That's where you are. Like Gonzaga. I'm picking Baylor right now. I think Baylor will beat Houston pretty soundly. Although I think Houston will hang in there. Like Houston concerns me because they have a ton of athletes and they play like that up and down. Like it's like that concerns me a little bit. But I, I just. I was texting Aaron Torres about it the other day. I was like, am I crazy for thinking Gonzaga, Baylor's going to win this whole thing? And he said, no, not crazy at all. So there you go. All right. I remember that. So we both are on that train. We might miss that train, but we both don't think that. Gonzaga- no, I would like to, to state it for the record. I am making a claim. I am saying that Baylor is going to win. You are weaseling out and saying anybody but. So you have a 75% chance of being correct. I would just like the record to be shown so when we go back here, you can't go and be and say, oh, I was right when Houston wins the Final Four. No. All I'm saying is I think it's hard to be undefeated, and I think we've seen it before. There's a good chance that at some point they stumble. If they stumble to UCLA, that would be the ultimate. Uh, It really would be because no one would, would take that. I mean, that would be pretty, pretty amazing. All right, Rob. So for tonight's slate of games, in which these picks, you know, I, I, I don't like to brag. I don't like to boast. I just take the facts. I've been scorching hot on this podcast. Just this podcast in particular, if you just isolate this podcast and eliminate the Twitter videos and all this, if you just listen to the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast when it drops on Thursday afternoons or Thursday or Wednesday afternoons and you, and you go get those numbers for Thursday night. I'm like five and all in my last five. And I hit two same game parlays. I mean, I don't know, Rob. I'd like it if you could keep up, I guess maybe is what I'm trying to say. So I say that as the last two teams to lose the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors face off tonight in Miami. Golden State is getting three and a half points in Miami. Rob, who do you like? I'm going to take Golden State. I I mean, I know Miami just won two straight after they had their six-game losing streak. I don't know. I know they made a lot of moves. I'm going to take the three and a half points, and I'm going to say that uh, Golden State wins outright and beats Miami. I know Miami's like a 24 and 24, just a 500 team. They should be a lot better. They're very unpredictable. How does a team like this lose six straight? I think they lose this game. I love it. I love it. I love it. Give me Miami. Give me three and a half. I actually bought this game earlier when it was at two. But the lines, the lines this year, Rob, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, but the lines in the NBA are swinging more incredibly wildly than they ever have in the past. It's 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 really insane. But I like there'll be times, Rob, I'll record a video at 730 in the morning here. And by eight o'clock, the lines move three points. But anyway, I like Miami here. I like Miami to win at least by five points. They're going to play defense. Golden State's going to shoot like something abysmal from the three point line. And I think Steph might have a. You know, Steph Steph came back and he scorched me against the Bulls, but I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. The, Miami's going to play some defense and lock these guys up. The Heat are trying to make a push while the Warriors are trying to tank. I like this. I like I like Miami a lot in this game. I think Steph is going to give it to you again. How's that? Steph will uh, do you in. They win this game on the road, and there'll be another reason why not to believe in the Miami Heat and why last year was a fluke for the Miami Heat. So we'll see about that one. I'm locked in on Miami three and a half. Rob looks the other way at Golden State. So the new look Denver Nuggets, complete with Aaron Gordon from the former uh, the former Orlando Magic. 
go on to your favorite team, the Los Angeles Clippers. They are two-point favorites as they travel to Los Angeles. Who do you like in that game? I mean, this is like a trap game. Everybody thinks because they blew the, the Clippers blew the last game and Denver beat them last year, came back from a 3-1. So all that stuff is factored in. Oh, yeah, it's all about the Clippers stink and Denver has its number and they can't win. Uh, I'm not going that way. I'm going to take the two points at home for the Clippers. I think they bounce back after, you know, the the stinker they had against Orlando. And, uh, you know, think about it. The Clippers have the fifth best winning percentage in the NBA. All they've done is they continue to win. They're in the mix in the top three in the uh, West. And Denver's coming. And I know they're trying to make a move. But I like the Clippers because it's a bounce back game. And, and I think that they were humiliated. They lost a bad game to Orlando. They have something to prove. This is one of those measuring stick games where you want to see where you figure where you are and a revenge game from last year. I just think that they still are, are anytime Denver comes around or they play Denver, they're not going to feel good about them. So I'm going with uh, the Clippers. Yeah, see, I'm right. I, I love this today. I love it because you know what's going to happen? Either I'm going 2-0 or you're going 2-0. Because I love the Nuggets tonight. New look, I like the new look Nuggets with Aaron Gordon. They uh, now it's small sample size, but since Aaron Gordon has been on the Nuggets, opponents have been shooting like thirty-one percent from three. So all the Clippers want to do is shoot threes. They don't move the ball offensively. It's all ISO this, ISO that. That's why they traded for a point guard who's who. Uh, I mean, I mean, last time we were talking about Rondo outside of being outside of the seven NBA Finals games, like I felt like I was an undergrad still. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I like the current – the current probably should be favorite league MVP, Nikola Jokic, to have his way with Zubox. I just the, – the Nuggets are going to win this game. I, I think Nuggets win it by five or six. So I'm getting points. I'm getting two points. That's easy for me. And the Clippers haven't lost two games in a row. This is a little nugget for you. Since way back uh, February 5th and 7th. We're in April now. So they don't lose two games. They haven't lost two games in a row uh, at home since early February. So I, I just don't think that they're going to lose. So I'll take the points. And I think they're a tougher opponent when they're at home. And I think they're a team that bounces back when they get embarrassed. So I like them a lot. I might even double up the bet on this one. You want to have a lemon pepper wing bet just on this game? This is how confident I am with I'll them. take it. I'll take it. I like, I like Aaron Gordon and his – have you seen Aaron Gordon's um, dunk contest disrespect video? No, I have not. He made a dunk. He made a dunk contest diss track, and so this this came out. It, it obviously it came out before, but he was in Orlando, right? So it didn't really make any noise. But the Denver reporters resurf- resurfaced it. You can't be a guy like that and be on a big stage like this and not be ready to ball out. That's how I feel about it. I think Aaron Gordon. He's ready. This is opportunity. He feels like he made. Probably feels like he can win a championship, honestly, right now, looking at the Lakers and the way they're set up. I, I like the I like the Nuggets tonight. All right, here's my lemon pepper parlay for Thursday. I'm gonna take the Clippers plus the two points. And then I'm gonna take the number is 219, the over-under. I'm gonna take the over in this game. So I got the over at 219, and I have the Clippers plus two against Denver in Los Angeles. And for, for my lemon pepper parlay, 
I'm going to do another same game parlay because why not? I'm going to take the Miami Heat on the money line. So I'm going to I'm going to take the extra juice on the money line and I'm going to parlay that with Jimmy Butler over rebounds and assists. Whatever the number is, I'm taking over on that. Jimmy Butler is about to be a playmaker, about to guard Steph. This this today feels like Jimmy Butler almost triple double type night. I'm I'm that's how I'm feeling. All right, we'll check it, and we'll see where your streak is. You said you've, you've won the last five. We'll see where it is after tonight, after Thursday night in the NBA. All right, I'm Rob Parker. He's Martin Weiss. It's the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. We'll be with you next week. Make sure that you uh, subscribe, you like, you share with your family and friends, and uh, next week we'll get another NBA hooper in here to talk about the association and chop it up about the topics and give you uh, a chance to uh, – win some uh, moolah. All right, Rob, go watch your baseball.